2: What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer. If they are, they'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story find out more go to policyadvocate.com that'd be policyadvocate.com or call 888-904-2524 onward we go with more headlines
0: it's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauvel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pie, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole
2: Headlines. On ESPN Radio continues right now. Birch Orthodontics got a visit. They're also the sponsor of this hour. Uh, a visit today from my youngest son, Clark who's got an alien mouth, he is screwed. It's gonna be an awful set of circumstances for him. That's not Birch Orthodontics' fault. Thank God for Birch Orthodontics because they're gonna have to save him. They already yanked five teeth for us because they were too crowded. Now he's got a tooth somehow up here lodged in his cheekbone, guys. It's bizarre. Uh, I feel for the poor kid. I hope he's not listening to this right now because (laughs) he needs more surgery. And thank goodness that uh, Dr. Birch has made it easier for him to handle
3: the road to hoe here. What's up with teeth, guys?
1: It is crazy. <clears throat>
3: like, our fingernails, everybody's fingernails grow at the same spot. Our, you know what I mean? Like, our, our fingers grow out. Our fingers grow, you know, people have different ones, but our fingers and toes, they all look basically the same. And teeth come in like a crazy meteor shower all over each other. Like, why don't they learn to just go down and grow like our, every
1: other part of our body? Ira, have you done any research <laughs> into that? I wish I knew. Molly, our oldest, our, our the, the one who started the journey to virtual orthodontics, Molly Schofel, she uh she had some crazy stuff going on. She had two teeth that will never come in. She's I mean, got what? like those, like there's two two spots where those teeth are, she had baby teeth, but the big teeth were never going to come in behind them. So that was one of her issues. They had to kind of do the spacing and figure it out. And we were supposed to, there was talk about us having surgery and all kinds of stuff, but virtual orthodontics figured out a way to do it as painlessly as possible. But yeah, man, it's uh, they they must see some stuff. She sees things. Dr. Oh, Burr yeah. sees things. Oh, Chris, Clark 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 Cameron's not the first uh, interesting case that's come through her office, Jeff.
2: And you wouldn't notice it to look at Clark. Like his teeth look normal when you look at him. But if you were to, and a, certainly a stranger couldn't do this. But if you were to pull back his gums, all of a sudden you just see like two or three like out of nowhere teeth just sitting there. And it seriously bothers him. He's like, Dad, why? I don't know. That's why you're going to Dr. Birch. I can't help you there, son. Your teeth are jacked up. Blame
3: your mother. Your dad's got perfect teeth. And how about the teeth that like come in one on top of the other? It's like her teeth just up there in the gums just looking for any opening. There's one. Let's shoot. And they both shoot down together. Is it like sperm? Like, are they all racing to get out of the gum? It doesn't make any sense. But, hey, uh, Heather Birch wouldn't have a – she'd have to be doing something else if teeth came in normal for everyone.
1: It's I just think, a weird uh, part of the body. I think next uh, – maybe the next quarter, Dr. Birch could bring you in as a con- consultant in her yes. business. Yes. And Ask when pe- when people come in with some exotic cases, Corey, you could just start, like, berating them. What's going on in your mouth? What is happening (laughs) here?
3: I'm more berating uh, nature and humanity, not them personally. I'm like, this is just ridiculous, right? Like That's what I became. It's ridiculous how your mouth looks.
2: (laughs) That's that's fair. We have a question. Let's get to it. Butch writes, Hello, boys. As the 2020-2021 collegiate season nears its conclusion, are there any recent discussions about this year's actual revenues for each ACC team from the new ACC network? Curious how much money can actually be generated from the constant hourly repetition of workout gimmicks to reverse mortgages from Tom Selleck to Brett Favre selling copper fit socks, <laughs> Joe Willie selling life insurance as a real legitimate sources of revenue for the Knowles and the other ACC teams. Any thoughts? Keep up the outstanding work.
1: Those commercials are awesome. Are.
3: That what do you think Namath got paid for that? Like 20,000 probably. So what is Florida state getting for it? $11. I've wondered about that,
2: man, because there's also one, uh, and I don't think it's on the ACC network, but Mike Ditka is endorsing something, and he sounds like he's on Mars. Mike doesn't know where he is. It's embarrassing. And the Chris Berman one, where he's talking about additional in- insurance for auto repair, it's just like, oh, Chris, come on, you can't tell me you didn't make millions upon millions. You were at ESPN for 40 years. What are we doing?
1: Hey, man, if, the- if those guys will hawk Cameo videos for 50 bucks a pop or 75 bucks a pop. They're certainly going to do a commercial for 10 grand. But uh, yeah, no, we haven't seen the numbers yet on the ACC network. And the way it's going to work, um, to be honest with you, it's going to be a lump sum. So we're not going to, it's not like they're going to break out. Okay, this is what each school got from the ACC network. This is what they got from the total ESPN package. This is what they got from the Bowls and the NCAA tournament. It's a lump sum payment. Now, you might be able to deduct. That okay. If the, the year this the year before the network really took off, they made this much, and now they're making this much. I, I don't think it's going to be a ton. I mean, it, maybe the first few years. I think there's a minimum of maybe three million that each school is supposed to get, um, but I don't think it's going to be a huge windfall. And to be honest, part of it's going to be the team's getting better. I mean, to join Clemson and the network growing, but then part of it also is they got to get Comcast on board. I mean, it's it's the uh, it's a huge player. And they're still not with the AC network that could change soon. Uh, but that's going to be a big part of it as well.
2: Brian writes, love the new vision from Alfred. Has a college ever established or Alfred, I think is what he Alfred. wrote. Yeah. He wrote Alfred. So I read it like I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, has <laughs> a college ever established a recruiting pitch for past uh, players to help with the football program? Maybe some kind of legacy room or a legends lounge. The bricks are nice. Seems like we could do more with outside-the-box thinking. Fix your teeth at Birch, eat at Horizons, grow up a fat sausage from registers,
3: and, uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's what Ron has to say. Good stuff. Didn't, didn't they used to have the – what was it called? I'm sure they still do, but, like, Monk ran it for a while. It, was, it wasn't the Champions Club. The Varsity Club. The Varsity the Club, Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, they yeah, they do, and they, they're – I do think that – I know – and we haven't seen the full renderings of what the new facility is going to be. But I know that, uh, one of the reasons, one of the myriad reasons Jimbo, wanted a the football facility was, was so that they could showcase the tradition a lot better than they have in the past. And right now, you know, if you go up in the coaches offices, there's some nice posters of guys in the NFL and you can see right. the bowl rings and the Heisman trophies, but you know, people can't just walk up into the coaches offices. So they do want to display that better. And, uh, I also think, I don't know if he, this is what he meant also, but, Bringing former players, you know, doing things to bring those former players back for formal events uh, is always important, and a lot of those guys are willing to do it. Tallahassee is not easy to get to, uh, but the tradition you got—I mean, man, there's, there's, there's—you know—the vision of the future is great for Mike Norvell to sell, but but the tradition obviously is a huge uh, selling point.
2: I love this next question. Kyle writes, "Hello, boys! If each of your fingers could dispense a condiment." And those were the only condiments you could have for the rest of your life. What are your choices? P.S. Peanut butter, jelly, honey, salt, and pepper, oil, and vinegar are condiments for the sake of this argument. You can use those. Hmm. So we're just using one hand. I don't need us to go through 10 condiments.
1: So we get five choices?
2: Five choices. What are your five? Peanut- ranch.
3: Uh, I mean- Does ranch count? Uh-huh. Like, like as a uh-huh. condiment? Like on a salad yeah. or is that just uh, a dressing? It is
2: dressing. If, if oil and vinegar counts, story, yeah. I got to believe that. Yeah, it does.
3: Yeah. So if that's the only way I'm getting ranch is to like stick my point my thumb at lettuce, yeah. then I guess that's what I'm doing. So I'll have ranch and honey mustard. Those are the two that immediately came to mind. Ira, you go.
1: I mean, I need some ketchup. got to have ketchup. I'm taking peanut butter and jelly because I love some peanut butter and jelly. I'll go uh, golden spicy mustard or really any spicy mustard. I need some spicy mustard. And then, uh, I'm thinking about uh, probably um, Frank's Buffalo sauce for the for the, uh, but maybe the wing sauce because I don't know if I have butter to mix it with. Oh, so maybe the go. Frank's the Frank's wing sauce. Those would be my five choices.
2: All right, so I'm going with peanut butter, salt, vinegar, blue cheese,
1: mm.
2: and probably tartar sauce. I'm a big seafood guy.
1: Tartar sauce is good. Sauce. Tartar sauce is good, and if you don't have tartar sauce, it makes man. I am just not eating a lot of fish without tartar sauce.
3: I feel like I gotta go. I gotta throw. I'm gonna take ranch off the board and go mayo because I gotta <sighs> have mayo on my sandwiches. I mean, Ira, come on. Either just, one. Hey, either can one. You just sit there with your ketchup and your peanut butter <laughs> you know. and be quiet. Um, you I'd probably have go shooting out of your fingers, boys. Got to. I, I'd probably go peanut butter too, and then salt. I forgot. If salt's a con- I mean, I gotta have salt on things. Yeah. So yeah. I, salt. I said salt right away, man. Yeah, that yeah. was the obvious answer. You gotta have some of that.
2: Brian writes, uh, probably a Seymour here, Jeff. Been a long time, Jens, Two questions. One baseball, one football. I keep hearing you talk about how poor the bats are for the Noles except for Nellie and the Martins, but I also hear you tell us how Meat said this would be the year of the pitcher. Shouldn't this be expected then? How many other teams have good hitting throughout their lineup? Are we the only ones that only have three reliable hitters? As for football, which player during spring scrimmage flashed but will most likely be a non-impact this fall? My pick is Knowles. He looked great in the game, but it was against the second-string O and third-string quarterback. I hope I'm wrong because I love his playing style. I like that pick by Brian, by the way, by saying Knowles. I thought, I thought he was great in the spring game as well and really flashed, and it looks like he has great potential. But they're loaded at the position, and he is awfully young, so who knows? Um, boys, who, who stood out to you that flashed that uh, you don't know will be a real impact player this year?
1: Now, is that specifically the spring game or the spring in general?
2: Well, he said the spring scrimmages.
1: Yeah. um, Let me answer answer the first one first. I I think as far as baseball goes, I mean, it's fair to say that, but there's a difference between not hitting well and hitting the way a lot of these guys have been hitting. I mean, it's – no matter how good the pitching is, you do not expect college baseball players to be hitting in the 100s, and they've got several of those guys doing that, so – um, so that would be my think, point on that. Um, as far as the guys that, uh, I would say I'd be skeptical of, um, thinking of, uh, I'll say, uh, McClendon, uh, Derek McClendon, the defensive okay. end. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just haven't seen enough. He, I think he was credited with three sacks I think in the spring game and he had some, some pressures at different times. I'm still not sold on him. I think Keir Thomas coming back, uh, the South Carolina transfer is going to be a big deal. And I really think they're going to need him and Jermaine Johnson to carry the day at defensive end.
3: Yeah, those were
2: good answers.
1: Thanks, buddy. Corey Corey
2: doesn't have anything to add to this. I would say any of the young receivers, if you wanted to pick them, we're relying on them, but it's hard for freshman receiver to come in and make a huge impact.
1: I got On that topic, I have an interesting uh, talking point here. Cause I'm doing a, I did a thing. Oh, we got a next segment.
2: Which we're going to bring up next here on Seminole Headlines. Stay tuned for Ira's intriguing, uh, intriguing anecdote here. I can't wait. Here we go. Seminal Headlines continues in a moment.
0: Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
1: All right, we're back. Ira, fire away. So yeah, I just did a piece on the wide receivers that uh, people should be able to see soon at warchant.com. And I look back at, because, you know, we're expecting a lot from Malik McLean, the fre- freshman wide receiver who had a really good spring. Also Josh Burrell, possibly. And then Destin Hill, who's coming out in uh, this summer, was the highest rated of those receiver recruits. But I look back at uh, Norvell's teams at Memphis, and the receivers who the receivers who had success his last couple of years at Memphis all redshirted as freshmen. Like, it's not like they had guys that came in as freshmen and had really nice seasons. Um, so... He's going to have to figure out a way to expedite that learning curve for those guys. Now, it was nice that Burrell and McLean were here in the spring, yeah. so you would think that would help them, um, but, but Dustin Hill will not, and so he's a guy I think a lot of people are really counting on to be a big part of that passing game, um, but that hasn't really been the the record uh, for Mike Norvell's offenses. That was it. That's all I had. I just wanted to share that.
2: Nate writes, love the show, guys, and Corey still owes us an hour number two from the Trent Forrest-led team winning the ACC outright. Will there be more mm-hmm. Nelly bombs this weekend or Knowles
3: drafted?
1: Knowles uh, drafted. With draft
3: picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with draft picks. It is good that uh, very uh, uh, encouraging that Nelson apparently is day-to-day because when you walk off a field holding your hand or your thumb, you're worried that something broke and you're out for the rest, you know, six weeks. So that's cool that Nelson's apparently going to be okay. But yeah, I don't think he's going to hit four home runs. I mean, you just, at some point, you can't hit a home run every game. This isn't Pee Wee. I mean, at some point, you, it's just impossible.
2: Well, I would think at some point they'd stop pitching to him. It is bizarre that they continue to do so, as you pointed out earlier. Preston writes While Corey was sitting on his couch eating bonbons yesterday, Jeff <laughs> and Ira were having a rousing award winning segment on the JCS weekdays from three to six on 97.9 ESPN radio. Pervy-ass Les Miles was fired by Kansas on March the 5th. They still haven't hired a coach. My question to you all is, how much money would it cost for you three to start a podcast called Jayhawk Football Headline? Move to Lawrence, Kansas, and live in an outpost motel for the next eight months, having to put a positive spin on Jayhawk football. And Jeff could never joke about Bill Self's very real hair ever again. Hashtag Bed bugs for that ass
3: <laughs> who, who was that <laughs> who was that that was Preston He's great
1: good job, Preston.
3: I would say legitimately it would have to be in the two hundred fifty thousand dollar range if we're answering that question sincerely
1: and that seems... have to,
3: you'd have to leave your family i'd have to leave Brady he's not coming to Kansas with me I won 't be able to see him, um, and we're going to be out not only living in Kansas, which I'm sure there's pretty parts of Kansas, but um. You know, that's tornadoes. It's that football team that they care so much about the sport. They I didn't realize
1: they still don't have a coach. They're 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 getting closer though. I think I just saw a story about it like yesterday.
3: Oh, okay, they're getting closer. That's good. Um, (laughs) I feel great for those kids. Like, just who's telling them where to do like to go work out? Um, so yeah, I would say it'd be a quarter of a million dollars would get me to Lawrence, Kansas.
2: Just eight months, guys. You're gonna make two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in eight months. That's a that's a tidy. Bring home right there,
3: Corey. That'll work. I don't know, man, but the psyche, it's been a tough enough year. It's been a tough enough 12 or 14 months for all of us. I don't know that I can then. We're finally almost back to normal. Next week, we will be in the studio recording together, hopefully looking at each other. And right. then you're telling me, nope, we're all going to go live in a motel in Lawrence, Kansas.
1: So, the, so And the we top, don't get to
3: talk about basketball. It's so only the to- football.
1: The top candidates right now, according to this uh, star, a story from uh, a newspaper in Kansas, are uh, Skip Holtz. What? um it's a fine choice lance leopold from buffalo army coach jeff munkin which would be nice i don't think they're going to get him or mike elko from texas a&m defense coordinator at texas a&m mike again i another guy i don't think they're going to get I'm, my guy's making probably two and a half million dollars a year whatever it is and he's getting to coach an nfl defense i don't think he's taking a rebuilding job at kansas
2: yeah but i wish he would because he's really good. So screw him yeah. and he can't is, and Jimbo have to start over. With something. <laughs> That'd be, that would be ideal. Uh, we've got what one musical artist or band who's not given enough credit for their talent would you pick to force the masses to give a listen to? Uh, well, that's more of a question for my show, guys. We'll move it along. Chris writes, think Norvell will seek to schedule some easier games to start the season with. Uh, oh, in the future. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess I'm kind of curious about that, too. We, we have now, for the foreseeable
3: future, really difficult games on the horizon right off the bat. Uh, Except for next year, right? They, they, they threw in Duquesne right before uh, LSU. Yeah, but still, early season game against LSU seems dull. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's been something I've been harping on for a while. This, this, these games don't make any sense. You don't need them, um, especially when they're neutral site games. You're not even making the money you want to make. Um, Are as much money as you want to make. So, yes, I would assume, like Jimbo, he is not of the opinion of we should be playing the best teams in the country to start a season. Joe writes, It's been a well-documented fact that Jeff doesn't eat real
2: meat anymore. And thanks to Wake Up War Chant, I recently learned Corey does not eat potatoes. Mm. That being said... Is there any wonder why it is the silver fox has flowing walks while you two are not so fortunate? (laughs) Hashtag steak and potatoes for that ass. That's right.
1: That's that's right. There's the moral of the story. Move slowly and eat a lot of meat and potatoes <laughs> yeah, i'm steak. not i'm not sure it's gonna be the long-term answer but for right now
3: i right now you're out. winning you're winning the game i right now no. uh, and i do eat i do eat skinny french fries that's what that's my potato intake
1: because they don't I'll, taste like potatoes
3: yeah they're just like i'll eat mcdonald's fries or you know name another one but the fat ones can't eat them steak fries no chance and jeff you don't even eat steak no, I haven't had
2: steak in years, um, but I don't miss, I don't miss steak. I, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I didn't eat potatoes. Potatoes are delicious.
3: I mean, not as delicious as a ribeye.
2: Oh, much better. Mashed potatoes is better than anything just about in the world that
3: you can eat. It's
1: incredible. Ira? You ever had a, pota- yeah. pota- you ever had a potato canish, Corey?
3: No. I don't know. Is that a, it's a thing? What is Jewish
1: that? De- Jewish delicacy, buddy. Oh,
3: well, Ira, if you had to give up steak or potatoes. Or meat, red meat or potatoes. What would you give up?
1: I would give up potatoes.
3: Yeah, because potatoes are ridiculous. Is, big potato. Big the potato has been game. running this country forever. That's Nobody really likes potatoes. It's the logic you've ever made. And that's saying something
2: on this show. Because <laughs> I would <already laughs> choose meat over potatoes, potatoes <laughs> <are tickets. laughs> yeah. So that's the test question, guys. <laughs> yes. Seminal Headlines continues in a moment.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
2: Back to questions. Lewis writes, hello, dudes. Hope all is well. If there was a fantasy draft with every player in the history of college football from their prime, who would each of you pick? The draft order is
1: Ira, Jeff, and Corey. Oh, man, Ira, you could first pick. Any player in, the, in college football history? In
3: the history of college football.
1: I'll go with Herschel Walker.
3: Hmm. He might run for Senate in, uh, in a year and a half. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh. he's bat
2: bleep crazy. That's wonderful. Um, Corey, oh, I have the next pick, don't Yeah, I? you got
3: the next pick. Uh, Barry Sanders. I'm going to go with Red Grange. <laughs> I, don't uh, think we, I don't think we appreciate his athleticism because of all the grainy black and white video. Uh, uh, my real answer would probably be um, Randy Moss.
2: Well, fair enough. I also thought about Peter Warwick because I would love to watch him play again and again and again. And I also thought of Marvin Jones, but I'm biased. I'm biased. Yeah. Just no doubt. I've got a lot of biases to me there. That, that's, a, that's a toughie. All right. Adam writes, gents, two men are trapped in an elevator for 60 minutes due to a power outage. Once the power returns, only one man comes out alive. Who are the two men? One, Dabo Sweeney with a backstabbing shank, and two, Mike Norvell. Who do you got and why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're taking Norbell.
1: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm taking Norbell.
2: I'm taking Norbell. He's in shape. He would hold his head. Yeah. yeah,
3: and he's got he's got a little trigger in him too, I think, where he would he would get he get well, we've seen it in practice. He gets pretty he can get pretty furious pretty quickly. I don't think he'd have to like I don't think he'd have to be wound up to be mad at Dabo. I think it would oh, be immediate oh, no. as soon as they step in the fire. elevator. Insulted Ulted by him last year, where it yeah. was intimated that he was uh dodging uh competition, yeah. you know. No, just a big coward, big COVID coward.
2: Yeah. Uh Matt says, uh Corey, basically, look, you have to do hour number two when you come back into the studio and the three of us are together again in person. Yeah,
3: Stephanie said that, and I was like, I still I don't think I think it's gotta be re- it's gotta be reserved for accomplishments on the field. How about if if uh yeah, no, it's got to be reserved for accomplishments on the field. If the baseball team wins a national championship, I will. You know what? I'll do an hour number one, two, twelve. We'll we'll do a twelve-hour marathon if this team wins the <laughs> national championship, if and I'll do an hour team, for each. Of them. If the
2: football team wins ten
3: games next year, there's you're doing both hour one and two. Absolutely, I'm all I'm all about that. I'm all about that life. It, or if they beat Clemson. Even Matthew, if they go seven and five, but they, one of the
1: wins is Clemson. I'll
2: do it. I like it. Matthew writes Ira, please give us your detailed opinion on LSU hiring Kim Mulkey.
1: You know, it's pretty awesome that that, uh, that got asked because, wow. I mean, that, the, the media coverage, so many people on social media were like, what a great hire. Oh, this is, it's like, man, do you have any idea when she's part of the real world now? Yeah. Like in and, and people, there's a magnifying glass on her. Like people are gonna be seeing her lunacy and all the different things that go on. I mean, uh, she I personally I think she should have stayed at Baylor where nobody cares and she could just be a wacko there. A but wacko it's, uh, waco. A wacko and waco. But uh yeah, man, she's uh, well, yeah, the win, I'm sure they'll win, but man, yeah. she's a nut.
3: But the people that don't know, Baylor's a private school. So I don't think you have access to like emails, text messages, any of that stuff. But LSU obviously is not a private school, and who knows what her phone looks like. But (laughs) when we do Freedom of Information Acts, and you get text messages or emails, or just her interacting in front of more media, real media, um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an odd 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 fit.
2: Uh, we had several people ask us what our favorite Gino Hayes moment
3: is. We talked about that earlier in
2: hour number one. Also, David is added to the list of people, Corey, that says that once we get together in studio,
3: you have to do an hour number two. Oh, that's really coming, huh? That's coming. Uh, Look, you know what? I, 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 I'm, maybe I'll, I'll think about it. How about that? Because Here's it's, the thing. Been a long, it's been a long stretch for all of us.
1: It, it has been. What we don't want, Corey, when we finally get back in the studio, we don't want a half-hearted hour number two. Like if you don't feel it, I
3: do a yower number
1: two. That's probably what you're going to do. Yeah. If you're not really in, if you're not sold on that idea, don't do it because we don't want it to be sullied the first time back in the studio with a, with a half-hearted yower number two.
3: Look, man, if I, I don't do things half-assed. I, you know that you read my stories, especially (laughs) in the off season, there's nothing half-assed about anything I do. Right. So when I'm going to come, I'm going to come correct. And you guys know it. I, I, I have one product. In fact, if I don't like how it sounds, I'll make you stop recording and we'll do another one. We'll do it again. We'll get it right. Yeah, we'll do it again. Screw it. We'll do it again. Yeah.
2: You're like, uh, you're like the auto-tune singer, man. You're not going to put an inferior product out there. Even if you can't sing, you're going to be sure that it sounds as if you can. Right. Yeah, exactly, Jeff. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Matt writes, spot duty is by nature unpredictable. But there are a lot of fans that assume Milton will eventually win the job and will still get to see Travis in spot duty situations. How will Travis handle this as a competitor? Could this arrangement actually work for the Knowles? How would you guys feel if you were known for being a spot duty instead of spot duty starter instead of being the regular guy?
3: I'm saying spot duty a lot a lot of spot duty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, no, I, don't, I don't think never anybody knows a spot any spot duty kind
2: of guy, so I don't know that I can tell you that answer. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. I mean, we just don't. I mean, that we saw uh, a month of McKenzie Milton. I think we saw some potential there, especially how far he came in a month. Uh, I think Jordan Travis has come a long way. I don't feel like – Jordan Travis has come a long way, but I also didn't feel like at any point in the spring where I thought, okay, that guy's going to win the Heisman. Right. So there but- is a window of uh, opportunity if McKenzie continues to get better. What makes the most sense, if you are going to get most, both of them on the field – would be for McKenzie to be the main guy and, and Jordan to come on for packages because the other way doesn't seem like it would work. What would what would bring in McKenzie in on third and short do or something like that? So that's the way that's why we're all kind of pitching that out there. But yeah, we have no idea how it's going to work. And
3: and you don't know how Jordan Travis would react to that, especially if he thinks he won the job and deserves the job, to then be told you're going to be our special packages guy and you're going to play you're going to be a wide receiver that comes in motion. You're going to be a wildcat guy. And it's like, well, he might be like and he probably should be like no i'm a quarterback i'm here to play i'm not i'm not a you know a circus freak for your little trick play scenarios i want to be the starting quarterback and you wouldn't have won a single game last year if it wasn't for me playing quarterback so I, you can understand where he might be a little hesitant but i also think he is a sophomore you know he has got time to develop and you know mckenzie Milton might be awesome in august but you know we'll see well, I'll say this, just a prediction. McKenzie Milton's going to win the
2: job, and I disagree with you, Corey. Uh, there's no chance in hell Jordan Travis should tell the team, hey, I'm not uh, a circus freak. I'm not going to play. No, no,
3: I didn't say he should tell him that. I'm saying what he's thinking is, like, I want to be the quarterback. I don't want to be the guy that comes in for eight to ten snaps, and you wouldn't want a quarterback that only wanted to play eight or ten. You want him to compete for the starting job. I'm saying we don't know what his mindset will be, if he if they if they try to soften the blow by saying, look, we're still going to play you some. Well, I mean, I just think as a football player, you're doing whatever you can
2: to uh, to help your team win football games. And so you can be embittered and frustrated. But I I would like to think that if at that point, after you lose the quarterback battle, if he loses the quarterback battle, of course. But if, in fact, that happens.
3: Um, oh,
2: my gosh. Here we go. We're getting phone calls here. Uh, I would just say at that point, um, you know, you've you got to do whatever you can to help the team. Now, that, I know that's maybe an old-school way of thinking, but I, I would hope he'd be willing to do that. Um, you're right, though. He might not. I just hope that that's not the case. I hope for sure that he would say, yeah, I'll do whatever I have to do to make this team win. Yeah.
3: And you know? There's, no, there's no, certainly no evidence or proof that he wouldn't. I mean, he right. did it last year. He played with, with you know, injured the whole season because they had no other options. Trey writes,
2: Ira, you have to beat Corey to death with a frozen sausage pick
3: the brand flavor and length of freeze for the task don't put registers on that don't put registers in that evil you better pick another sausage you're not beating me to death with a register sausage
1: yeah I, you know i don't i don't think uh yeah i don't, I don't, don't like the. i'll be honest like, i don't
3: like the question
1: yeah i'm gonna, i'm gonna, i'm going to decline to answer but uh hypothetically uh oh. <laughs> thank you <laughs> i mean i think it would have to be frozen for a really long time i mean i'm you're talking uh at least 3 months right 3 months and then sure. uh i'm thinking a a one of those pa- you know what the the, some of the sausage comes like in a u shaped oh, so you could get a little you get a little bit more mass you yeah. what i'm saying yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. But that's all hypothetical cuz i don't i, don't I really... like that
2: you thought it through there and you were even but, getting kind of excited know. about figuring yeah. out
3: exactly
2: <laughs> yeah. doing. What That's a wonderful well. question. Uh, PH Noel writes, take COVID out of the equation for a second. Being his first P5 head coaching job, what's one non-COVID related thing you think Norvell wishes he knew before taking the FSU job that he didn't, that may have helped him in his first year and beyond accelerate the rebuild faster? What's something you think he wishes he would have known that he could have accounted for that might have expedited the process of getting this thing turned around, guys?
3: I, you know, I was gonna say like maybe you know just straight up James Blackman can't do it, but then I don't know that it matters because the other two guys were hurt. Yeah, you but, know?
1: but but but, I, I, and that was the first same exact thing I thought. Um, I think they were giving him the benefit of the doubt, um, but I think you go for the transfer quarterback if you know. Yeah. Um, and he didn't go for a transfer quarterback. Or you I don't think...
3: make Chubb You don't make Chubb a pretty live in a, a scrimmage. You, because he's going to be your starter, because you can't play number one, something like that maybe. Uh, I would say that it wouldn't have made a difference if he knew it, so maybe my answer is
2: useless. I was just thinking, I don't, I, I'm sure he was surprised at how little talent there is here. I'm sure of it. I, I think he has to, It was probably flabbergasted the more he began to evaluate, especially with the guys that he kind of had to run off. Once he figured out, like, oh, man, I really don't have the players to get this job done, and I won't for another couple of years. That, that would have been a, a so yeah. moment. It wouldn't have meant that he didn't take the job, though, so it's a poor answer. Walter writes, "Shaba Dunn, still a headlines classic, after just one week. Ira, you <laughs> won points last week for that. People love that, and I do too, and it was wonderful that you went all in on it because it's unlike you. You're more classy than Corey and I. Right. <laughs> you went in on it right there. I like that it's deep down
3: in your soul, that you're still one of us. That's what it for is. Sure. Yeah, he just talked about beating me to death with a sausage. Yeah,
1: it's true. Hypoth- hypothetically.
3: Okay. Uh, Mike,
2: drop the bag Norvell on Twitter, writes, at work I listen to old seminal headline episodes. Well, that's awesome, awfully good of you, Mike. After listening to one of the episodes, I have to ask, does Corey still write emails to the Little League
3: coaches citing Brady's stats? <laughs> uh, no, that was a one-off. That was a one-off. That's actually uh, that guy ends up. Uh, he's coached Brady for the last two or three years. That's the that's the team that Brady plays for now. In fact, enemy. that guy the guy brought it up a couple a couple weeks ago. He came to me. He's like, "Hey, man, I was he was I was searching my emails, and I had to, I was looking for an All Star email. So I just typed in All Star in my email, and I found your your screed. I can't remember what he called it. Like your your, your your screed, your two page long email about Brady. Your manifesto." And then he, he ended up complaining about the way they chose All-Stars. But it was, yeah, it was a manifesto. It was not, it was not my best moment. I still – so he finished the season. I don't know if you guys remember this, 19 of 22. And I still use that for
1: some of my passwords.
2: All right, boys, that's it. We're out of here. Good job. Wait
1: a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Horizons Bar and Grill? Oh, I, I mean, I know we're
3: saving the best for last, Jeff. But for heavens to Betsy, you owe them a yay Horizons or something. Because you well, tried to sneak I, out of here.
2: Let me, let me explain something to you. I feel very bad about having skipped over Horizons because I love that place, perhaps more than either one of you. And, <laughs> That's I, just, true. and I just spent large sums of money with them over the weekend for the third consecutive weekend. So I think Horizons knows my love is real. So I, I'm just saying, that little oversight a moment ago was born out of time constraint, not just mm. dis- dismissal, okay? Not, not sort of just shoving off my duties there so i will say if you haven't been to horizons bar and grill
3: you are absolutely missing out on well you're the- an idiot right what? you're essentially an idiot if you haven't been to horizons bar and there grill by is. now
1: I don't, I don't know if that's the message our friends yeah, at horizons want that's the to message. send finds
3: no. a way to do that but uh you know, when
2: in doubt, insult people, Corey, I got you. Right. But I, what I would say is that uh, the food is delectable. The atmosphere is something that we can all engage in these days. And who doesn't want to get out and about? They have a porch for you if that's your liking right now. If you want to go inside, and enjoy the cold, ice-cold local craft beers. They've got all of that. And the food, without goes without
3: saying, is absolutely delicious. My apologies to Horizons Bar & Grill. That might have been the best one you've ever done since we've been doing this show for anybody. I feel like I didn't mean to overlook
2: them. I just, I've got got a lot on my head, on my mind right now. We've got time constraints. I'm trying to get this in the can, and I just absolutely feel terrible about it. But they are great. And they got their money's worth this week, didn't they? Boy, more than ever before. I may be getting some free food when I go there next time. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) For Iris Chappelle and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well.
0: Seminal headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio audio vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio Tallahassee
3: Sports Monster.